Hi, Claire and Claire. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. And it's brilliant to have two clinicians like yourself that um, work within the London Trust Service and that you're giving up some time today to um, tell us a bit more about the service that you both provide. Could you talk to us about your service and what it offers for people with mental health as well as physical health issues? It would be great if you could give an overview of what service you provide and how you work in a collaborative way. So, so I guess I'll start. There's a problem with having two Claire's, isn't there? We should be well used (laughs) to (laughs) So um, thanks for the opportunity to um, share a little bit of about our service and about how we've worked with um, all of our patients, but in particular one patient. I think it's important to set the scene. So our service is a, a blood cancer service, but contrary to what you might think, many of these patients have a very long disease course and there's a fair bit of uncertainty associated with the disease risk of blood clotting, bleeding, and changing the condition to a a more acute issue. So we we have to, we we form a very long-term relationship with our patients. And because these diseases are classed as cancers, then we're very lucky because patients have access to a broad range of services, but also really importantly, access to a key worker. And we also have the opportunity to really take the time to get to know our patient. And we know this is the way that we deliver the best for the patient. We take the whole patient into consideration, give them the time to make a decision and and think about the decision in their context. I'm going to hand over to Claire, the other Claire, who um, is the most important person alongside of the patient in this conversation because she has provided the sort of key worker and communication. So over to you, Claire. So initially, I suppose it's it's um, getting to know the patient, getting to know their wishes, um, how they're adapting to their diagnosis, um, how they're managing with their diagnosis. And sometimes that's working out what the patient's wishes are for the future, what it is that they are managing in terms of conditions and what else is going on for the patient. Then in looking at managing the condition that we manage, it's then working out the best approach for that patient. So when we're considering medication, then we will consider the patient as a whole and what is the best medication for a patient. Now, sometimes that involves collaboration with other services that the patient may be involved with, as was the case for our patient. It needed to have care consideration. The risks and benefits of the medication was discussed in length with the patient and the potential for certain side effects of that treatment. And then it was recognising with the patient how we need to identify if there are changes for that patient and what those changes might mean in terms of their medication. Ongoing monitoring with the patient that involved other services that they linked in with and liaising with those services about the medication that is potentially being started and how that might impact on the patient as a whole. 
And then for the patient, knowing that they have access to the support staff here within our service at any time that they need to access. And, and that might be for general questions and queries. It might be to discuss symptoms or to discuss the treatment and how the treatment might be affecting them and for following up on perhaps monitoring of blood counts and sharing those with other services that might need to know for managing their medications. It really is very much a service where we work in partnership with our patients to help them manage their conditions over a long period of time. So for us, partnership is very key to how we manage our patients and not just partnerships with the patients but partnerships with other services that the patient engages with so that we can treat them holistically and as that person as that whole person needs to be treated that's really helpful as my follow-up question was going to be what can we learn from your service and mental health services what can they learn from what you've got in practice at the moment now Something that is apparent to me is that you are given additional time within your work setting to build holistic relationships, which is ever so important. What would be really important is to think about some of your top tips that you could share with other colleagues who are working within physical health. And what would you recommend to them in order to better their services that they are currently providing? When we first probably, our patients first come to us and they first get their diagnoses, we spend time with them at that point in exploring, um, not only telling them about a diagnosis, but exploring what that diagnosis means for them and how, and, and I suppose because we see them on a regular basis over a number of years, that relationships can then build and they get to know the clinicians that they are seeing. And sometimes it's about... When patients come to a consult, we know what we need to cover, but actually what does that patient need us to cover in that consult? And sometimes it needs to be from the patient perspective and what is important to them on that particular day. We can talk about blood counts and we can talk about treatment, but sometimes it's acknowledging what the patient wants when they come into that clinic room on that particular day. I think the other point here is actually about we don't have that much time to be honest I'd have to say <laughs> it's quite a lot of time that is gifted <laughs> because there's a passion right and there's a passion for wanting to get this right for all of our patients and for viewing all of our patients as individuals but there's also I think something about being comfortable with having those discussions and, and frequently all of our patients will have stress and distress and I think again advantage of cancer related service is that there are this support for staff there's advanced communications training for staff and there's a framework I think that really helps but there's we have time in terms of we have time in the patient journey because we often don't have to make very rapid decisions I think that's that's lucky because sometimes if you have to make a rush decision, that's when you can have problems with communication. So it's trying to slow down and ask yourself, do we really need to make this discussion today? Can we go piecemeal? 
can we provide a patient with a way to come back to us and express however they want to express what their concerns are. And this particular patient communicates really, really well. So I think the other thing is encourage the patients to communicate. And we often have patients communicating with each other. So Claire's actually going after this to run a patient support group, which is a local patient support group. So we'd encourage all of the patients to be part of that. So they feel connected to other patients and then are aware of what questions might come up, for example. That's really helpful. And I am intrigued by having that whole system and support that you have as a group is brilliant. So it is certainly feels like teamwork is really important. This is the type of work that we know can be challenging and distrustful. So we do understand the importance of having a great teamwork around us. Is there any additional training that you could suggest with regards to services working within both physical and mental health, such as a wish list of things you could have as part of the transformation for services for yourself? I'll go first. <laughs> um, I think it would be actually knowing who to contact about a particular patient. Mm -hmm. So quite, quite often, unfortunately, patients in multiple different scenarios, they don't know who the name sometimes of their key worker is. They don't have the contact details. Uh, I think that that would be super helpful. I can see you nodding, Claire. Is there anything you can add to that? I, I think I would probably agree with Claire in that it is sometimes who is that person that we need to contact in the community that may have been supporting a patient and actually being able to contact that person because for us, you know, patients are able to access us quite easily because we have a designated line that patients can contact us on. Sometimes perhaps that's not always as easy with other services. So therefore it can be hard for a patient and it might be hard for us to contact other people if, if we want to raise something about a particular patient. Oh, that's brilliant. So really formalising those relationships across mental health and physical health would really enhance the work and the knock-on effect would be that the patient would feel that everyone involved are working towards their best interests. It's really the key, to be fair. I mean, without, sorry to interrupt, but with our patient, I mean, I would say that we've been able to liaise with their other services and they have been quite engaged in being able to liaise with us as well so from that particular patient's point of view it, it's been good on all fronts in that mm -hmm. you know we have been able to share results to share how we're managing treatment with her and I think some of that's actually the patient themselves who's very keen to join up services and focuses on both aspects so yes there's a physical problem but I also see my mental health team and and has been very good at tying the two together and and making services work more collaboratively for her. Yeah she's definitely not afraid to speak up and speak about the issues and concerns that she has and and I, I think she has a confidence in that though because Claire you listen to her and you give her the space to do that so I think the message a message to patients is not to be afraid to speak up and if you find you've got somebody they can't speak to find another person that's such a great thing to end with in terms of relationship 
working partnerships and that acknowledging some patients may struggle to speak up you you provide a voice for them where they are unable to do that which I think is brilliant it's amazing certainly we can all learn from this thank you so much to the both of you for volunteering your time we found this so insightful and helpful and you know keep doing the great work that you're doing and again thank you so much for participating in this podcast